Well, what a busy week for Mr. Oster. He's been on the road. He'll join us in just a moment. In the meantime, welcome to the Organic Gardener. Tenth caller wins a $25 gift certificate to Sorgles, uh, 412-922-1020. And I always remind you that if you want to get a question in for Doug, I highly urge you to call early while the phone lines are open because normally within about 20 minutes or so, they will be jam-packed with people wanting to talk gardening, even if it is the dead of winter, January the 9th, 2022. Number is 866-391-1020. So, ladies and gentlemen, here he is, Mr. Doug Oster, DougOster.com, the organic gardener, Odyssey, 100.1 FM, AM 1020, KDKA. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, Rob. I think we should start off talking a little bit about ice on trees. Uh, you know, in general, what you want to do is just let nature take its course. Uh, it's very tempting when you when you get these events where you've got rain and then ice uh, to get out there and try and knock it off. But you probably do more damage than good when you do that. You know, sometimes if we have a big, heavy snow load, you can knock some of that off. But when it comes to ice, I think you're better off just to to leave it be. Yes. Uh, as Rob said, I have been on the road, and uh, for the first time in a couple of years, I went to Baltimore for the Mid-Atlantic Nursery Trade Show. It's just a, a place where nurseries and garden people go to see what's available and uh, what's new, that sort of thing. And boy, I'm telling you, I'm I'm writing a story that will be uh, out Wednesday all about the different trends that I found there, and the trend is. For everybody I talked to, every business I talked to said that gardening is just is going through the roof. Uh, of course, we knew that for the last two seasons, but they are prepared for it to get even crazier next year. Uh, first lesson learned, there are plenty of seeds to order, but the other side of the coin, the shipping, the handling, all that sort of stuff is different. If you're one of the, those people like me that, that orders from a catalog, you know, uh, it, it's time to order. Uh, uh, as soon as you get that catalog, take a look at it and and get your order in uh, because, it's as I said, it's going to be another one of those years. Uh, another thing that I was really surprised to learn, uh, I talked to uh, a friend of mine. His name is uh, Scott Terrace. He lives in Irwin, and he works for a place called Alpha Nurseries in Oregon. They supply a lot of plant material for people all around the country. But there is one uh, tree, well, not just one, but one that he talked about. Uh, it's a uh, arborvita called Green Giant, and it's very, very popular and been very, very easy to find over the last 20, 30 years. Because people have been home and because they want privacy, <laughs> They've been ordering Green Giant, and it's it's impossible to find. And so, and he had a, he had some great advice to when looking at any um, specific plant to be flexible, uh, to look around a little bit. And there there are other substitutes for whatever you might get. And and he he gave me all sorts of ideas for other trees, and uh, it it's. You might find something that has been overlooked and might even be better. You know, he talked about one. So that one's called Green Giant. He talked about one called Spring Grove, which doesn't get quite as big, which might be a good thing. You know, we always talk about this right tree for the right place. And, you know, Green Giant gets huge, very, very tall. 
uh, skinny and tall, and Spring Grove is a little fatter at the bottom and not as tall. And so just think about that when we go into this season. Uh, I talk to uh, people that make organic potting soils. I talk to people who make uh, planting mixes of plants, seeds, everything I could think of for gardening. And a lot of these companies, having increased their production, doubled their production because of what's going on with gardening. And so it's going to be another one of those years (laughs) where – you might not be able to get everything you want. So if you're if you're thinking about it, make some plans uh, and decide what you're going to do and, and do it early. You know, over the last couple of weeks, we've had some great calls and different calls. And this is what I'd like to encourage you to do, especially during the winter here. Uh, it doesn't have to be a question. It can be uh, a comment or, or just tell me what you're doing and, and what you're thinking about in the garden and, Regardless if it's your first garden or your 50th, uh, 90-something-year-old Rose called a couple of weeks ago and, and told us all about how she used her garden uh, to create gifts for her family and how much she loves gardening. Uh, Robert called last week and talked about his living gate, and I posted pictures online about the living gate. It, it, it's, it's little arborvitas in a, a swinging, uh, wide-swinging kind of pot. <laughs> Not pot, but I... It, and you'll have to look at the pictures, but it's really cool. And uh, I'm actually going to go take a look at them here one of these days when the weather breaks and and, and see it in person. Uh, it's pretty cool stuff. Uh, another thing to talk about uh, when we had that, you know, warm up and now we're getting to this, you know, really cold spell. Don't worry about any of those bulbs that you saw that were sprouting up. Uh, this happens all the time. The bulbs have gone through this many times, you know, strange changes in weather, that sort of thing. And I had daffodils sprouting up, uh, some snowdrops sprouting up, but they'll be fine. They'll sit there under under this uh, cold weather, kind of in this suspended animation. They're just kind of looking up and saying, is it spring yet? No, not yet. No, look, this is really cold. We're going to wait a little bit, and they will be just fine. Now, after our break, I have a really fun guest, and I've known him for a long time. His name is Pat Stone, and he produces something called Green Prince, the Weeder's Digest. And, boy, I I discovered it a long time ago, and it is just, it's not how-to garden. It's beautiful, moving stories written by gardeners themselves from all over the country, uh, it is it is it is my favorite garden publication, and so I think you're really going to enjoy my talk with Pat. It'll be right after the break here. And real quick, I wrote a story about the largest electric vehicle charging station in western Pennsylvania. It's for Pittsburgh City vehicles, but the city and Duquesne Light continue to work on upgrading the EV network in our area, and I talk all about that. The next step for the city, believe it or not, they're going to... <laughs> they have a grant to do, not, I'm not sure it's the grant, but they've got funding uh, for huge electric recycling trucks. So that's at DougOster.com. So, Rob, let's get a break in, and then when we get back, we'll talk to Pat all about green prints. Sounds good. Short break, back with more of Doug Oster, DougOster.com, the organic gardener on KDKA. And he is. He's on location, and he's got a wonderful guest waiting. So let's get back to your host of the Organic Gardener Show, KDKA, Mr. Doug Oster. Doug? 
I'm so excited to welcome Pat Stone to the show. He produces Green Prince, which is my favorite gardening publication, and we go way, way back. I can remember, gosh, I bet you it's 20 years ago, sitting at a pond side, my first interview with Pat uh, at Brent and Becky's Bulbs in Virginia. Pat, welcome to the show, and tell us why Green Prince is so special, all those beautiful stories. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. Can I throw you a complete curveball? <laughs> Can I change of the course. subject? Thank you, brother. Doug, you're a wonderful man. You do wonderful work. I've spent some time this morning kind of meditating, thinking about our lives. And I want to read you a brief quote from Wendell Berry, the farmer, poet, gardener. There are no unsacred places. There are only sacred places and desecrated places. And then we need to look at our lives and realize there are no unsacred moments in our lives. There are only sacred moments and moments we have forgotten are sacred. And I've been thinking about that because gardening means that for so many of us. Gardens are the place where we get to still ourselves and feel the presence of a spirit bigger than ourselves. Gardens are the places where we get to pause and tend and gently nurture plants and nurture our love for the plants and our love for each other and how important that is in life. Um, you and I have another garden friend, Larry Hodgkin, right? The laid-back gardener. Yep. He, has, he lives in Quebec, Canada. We've known him for decades. The laid-back gardener has a blog, a daily blog that reaches over a million people. And recently he announced in his column that he's got four months left to live because of cancer. And what's he going to do with those four months? What's he going to do with the last four months of his life? You know this is all the time he's got left. He's going to keep writing his daily blog as long as he can. <laughs> he's going to keep cultivating that garden, that garden of people who read him, that garden of his heart that he finds to do it now. So I just kind of wanted to share that thought today, that all of us have only so many trips left around the sun. I'm 72. And it's really not a matter of how many trips you have left. It's a matter of what you, what we, what we all do with those trips. And I hope that gardening can remind us that we need to live lives as gardeners with everyone we meet. There you go. Wow, Pat, you expect Pat, that. That, is <laughs> that is absolutely beautiful. I'll take a curveball like that anytime. And I think that will show listeners really what Green Prince is all about because what you just said there. Uh, is in those pages of Green Prince is, uh, you know, these beautiful, beautiful stories that relate to gardening. How did it begin for you, Pat? The magazine? I, I was yeah. working in gardening publishing from other news, and I lost my job, and I wanted to stay where I live now, which is the mountains of North Carolina. And I thought, I'd like to start a gardening magazine, but I can't compete with all the how-to ones. There's so many of them. They're so good. Why? <laughs> I start a gardening magazine that focuses on the, the human side of gardening, the personal side of gardening, the, the heart and the joys and the humor that gardening brings to all our lives. I mean, that's such an important part of it, that nurturing, fun, loving, exciting, interactive side by sharing the stories of people's personal garden experiences. So for 32 years, that's what we've been doing, is sharing true people's personal garden stories from all over the country and all over the world. Where do all the stories come from? How do you how do you find them? 
People send them to me. Nobody else will publish this kind of thing. Everything else is all how-to, which we all need. We need, crucially, it's it's the recipes. It's how we make the food in the kitchen, you know. That's how you garden. But the larger picture of it, those personal experiences, the funny ones, the sad ones, the moving ones, those stories, those, gosh, gardening means so much to us. I'm the I'm the place for those. And so I have hundreds and hundreds of them that I've published over the years. I have more than I can ever publish. Well, I can remember seeing my first green prints, and maybe it goes back 32 years. I'm not sure. I'm thinking 20, but maybe before that. And 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 saying to myself, seeing green prints, like finally there was a magazine for people like me, who who just who loves to read the stories of the people and how they they relate to their garden and how their garden relates to them. Uh, Tell me a couple of your your favorites. Uh, do you have favorites from all these years, or are they all together? I do have favorites. If you subscribe to the magazine, if you sign up and subscribe to Green Prince, twenty two ninety seven for a year for four issues, makes a great gift for gardeners. You go to the green website, greenprints.com, like some prints. The first thing you get is a bonus issue of our best stories ever called the Weeders Readers. Weeders Reader. And it has really, really funny stories. It has the story of St. Fiacra, the true saint of gardening. It's not St. Francis. It has just great, hysterical, moving pieces. But it starts off with one called My New Year's Garden. And it's a woman who's working on her resolutions for the new year and realizes that she needs to plant tolerance and patience. She needs to plant in her garden lighthearted expressions and get rid of that frustration that's going over one spot. She needs to plant harmony and weed out that judgment that's in her garden and realizes at the end that, you know, this is the kind of thing I need to plant. This is what I need to be growing in my garden in my life. I better not wait, though, for my seeds to come with these plants I'm ordering, this goodwill bush I ordered, and this peace plant I ordered. I better start these seeds right away inside to give them and myself a good start on the new year. And, you know, I'm just summing it up. It's a beautifully written piece about thinking about the things you grow inside yourself or it's just as important as anything you grow in the soil. Oh, man, good stuff. What do you get out of putting this out, Pat? You know, we get we get to see these, these stories uh, every time it comes out, but what do you get out of uh, putting that together? Because I, I, I know from looking at the magazine – and I know from knowing you, it is a lot of work. You know, that's a wonderful question. I think the truth is, when it comes to actual gardening, I'm pretty lousy. I'm not a very good gardener. <laughs> I'm not even particularly dedicated to it. I love it, but I'm not really like, this is my thing. This magazine is my garden. This magazine is that that garden you walk through and over here is the really beautiful part and over here is the kind of a more open part and here's the contemplative part and here's where more I messed up again part. And this is where I weave together all these different plants, all these different stories and creating that and getting illustrations for them, beautiful art from 14 different illustrators all over the country. Making that is the pleasure of making a garden. Running the business, that part I'm not so fond of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to be good at All right, Pat. Making the magic I want to thank you. Yes. So, I want to thank you so, so much for coming on this morning. You are a good man. And uh, for more information about Green Prince, you heard Pat, but I also have all the information about how to subscribe at dougoster.com. 
Pat, thanks again for your time this morning. Thank you, Doug. I appreciate you putting up with me once again. Bless you, brother. (laughs) All right. Good stuff. Pat Stone, Doug Oster. Doug's coming back. He wants to talk to you about gardening. Give him a call, 866. If you have a question for Doug, he'd love to talk to you. 866-391-1020 is the number to dial. Doug always has uh, listeners that send him questions at DougOster.com, and he's got a few other things that he wants to talk about. So, Doug, you're talking about getting these seeds early and often. Why so significant? Shipping issues and making sure that you have them in time for spring planting one of them yeah definitely uh you know shipping is is a big deal i guess from what i'm hearing uh every seed company that i talked to said hey we've got the seeds we've got them right now how long they'll last i don't know but yeah just order early it just just makes good sense you'll be able to get these seeds at your local nursery also but you know the reason that we we use catalogs is, is we're always looking for something a little bit different or maybe something that you've, you've grown year after year uh, that you can't get anywhere else. And, I, and again, even at local nurseries, early on, you know, we saw the last two seasons where the rack starts to get empty and they have trouble resupplying the rack. Uh, you know, where it used to take, I remember this specifically last year, it used to take three days to get that rack filled back up took three weeks, and that's after begging, calling and begging for it. So, yeah, anything in gardening, just just start early. Start planting early. Start thinking about what plants you want, what, what seeds you want. It'll all work out. It's not that big of a deal. It's just a little bit of a – and I don't even want to use the word warning. I just want to use the word suggesting. You know, I'm just suggesting that get your stuff early. If you, if you want something special – but as I always say, if you don't get that one thing that you always wanted, try something else, and you might be surprised at how good it is. Uh, that's, that's what I do when I'm gardening. Uh, if I can't get, you know, if I read about something or if somebody tells me about this plant, uh, I, I try to get it. But if I can't, I find something else. And sometimes, you know, you put it in the garden, it's this fantastic, spectacular plant. Uh, a lot of questions I'm getting actually now at DougOster.com are all about houseplants. Uh, if you've been growing houseplants for a while, you know it's important to keep them on the dry side, but do not neglect them. And houseplants, if, if you're not into houseplants, <laughs> they are become uh, a huge thing again where everybody everybody wants houseplants. And what's brought with that is all sorts of cool varieties, you know, beautiful colors. Uh, there's a philodendron I love uh, called Prince of Orange. I first saw it, gosh, again, it must be a decade ago at Phipps. I was doing a story there, and the guy showed me, like, check this philodendron out, and the, the leaves come out, like, seriously orangish and then kind of go to a deep purple. There's a, a another lime green version. There's a Chinese evergreen, which has... There's lots of different Chinese evergreens that have these, uh, you know, variegated red and green and white. Uh, you know, if you're longing to have something to take care of, with, you know, when we finally have a, a, a taste of winter, that's one way. Uh, and and if you do have houseplants and they've been sitting there for years at a time, they actually have to be cleaned, believe it or not. The leaves need to be cleaned so that the the plant can can do the photosynthesis process. And so you can just take a, a 
a soft cloth, a, a paper towel, just get it wet and just run it along the leaves. You know, once a year when I, I have too many plants to do this now, but I used to just grab what I could, throw it in the, in the shower and run the shower over it and kind of flush everything out. And then, of course, don't water for at least two weeks. Uh, and the other question I'm getting about houseplants are these things called fungus gnats. And fungus gnats are a real pain <laughs> uh, because it happens when you, when you overwater those houseplants, that's when a fungus gnat can take over. And when, when it starts this whole process of breeding and such, the first step we do for fungus gnats is to stop watering. Uh, the, the, the pest can't persist at the dry conditions. But again, how dry can you go with the plant? And you've got to keep an eye on the plant. But there are some organic controls. There was one I, I saw at, at Zorgos called Nat Nix. So Nat, like G-N-A-T, and Nix, N-I-X. And it's just like a, uh, it's organic. You put It's a gravel that you put on the top of the plant, and that stops the, the gnat from from reproducing there's some other things it's called mosquito bits and they are they use an organic control and it's called bt b is in boy t is in tom and that it just stops again stops the reproduction process so uh yeah also other things for growing inside and things that i love to grow inside and not everybody does and we talk about it all the time are paper whites paper whites are little white daffodils for the indoors and uh, you know Nurseries have them, and they're about a buck a piece. You get five of them. You put them in a pot, or, or you just you, you can just put them in water. You can put them in you can put them anywhere as long as they have warmth and some some water. They're going to bloom for you. Uh, in the past, I'd always was taught that when paper whites are done, they go to the compost pile. But I kept some. I threw them into the greenhouse on their own. They came back. And after drying out, going dormant, it came back with some water and rebloomed again. So I'm getting them to rebloom, and I'm, I'm excited about that. But they have a very, very strong fragrance, and you either love it or hate it. Uh, my wife hates it. I love it. <laughs> so I can only do five at a time. Uh, if I had my druthers, I'd fill the whole house with, with paper whites. And the same goes true. You know, amaryllis is a, a holiday plant, but... Again, it's one of my favorite indoor plants to grow with my house plants. And when you keep them year after year and get them to bloom year after year, they'll bloom at all sorts of different times. They won't bloom at the holidays anymore. And so that's, that's really a lot of fun to have a, a, a I have a big amaryllis right now that it's getting ready to send up that uh, that bud and it, it's going to bloom. And it's just, you know, for January, February, it is very nice to uh and to have something blooming that's so beautiful like that. It is still too early to start seeds indoors of things like, you know, peppers or tomatoes or that sort of thing. The plants the, the plants get too big. And, and again, I, I'm talking to people right now uh, at DougOster.com where they're saying, okay, I'm just, I'm, this is my first year and I've got a lot of, we've got a lot of first year gardeners. In that story that's coming up Wednesday, uh, there's a quote in there, 16 to 18 million new gardeners uh, last year. And so they're, they're thinking their first year, they want to grow it from seed, uh, you know, and, and get it out in the garden. But if you start this early, and we've all done it, well, we started the first year we garden, we started tomatoes in January, 
or even February, and the plants just get too big. Dermot Doug Oster is on the air. Lots of folks want to talk to him. So let's go to uh, Slippery Rock and say hello to Marianne. She's up right now on KDK. Hi, Marianne. Oh, hi. How are you guys? Good. Um, Doug, first, how many people, new gardeners, did you say there were? 16 to 18 million. Million. Oh, my goodness. That's a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> woo. Doug, the question I had was, uh, have you ever heard of vining figs? Um, I, I saw it mentioned uh, on, a, on a TV show from, uh, from England or something, and I actually read it, just saw it, you know, it mentioned in a book. And I thought I saw it years ago in a catalog where it's like, instead of being like a fig tree or shrub, you know, it's more like a vine, I guess, because it's called a vining fig. I didn't Gosh, know. I have never heard. I've never heard of that. That sounds really interesting, though. We're going to have to contact our friend Steve Biggs up in Toronto and see what he knows about finding things. What else can you can you remember? What else can you tell me about them? Well, I also thought that there was somebody locally who was selling them. This was years ago, but I didn't have a place to put one at the time, and I just couldn't wrap my head around the idea that it could die back and then just come back out each year. You know, you didn't have to dig it, you know, bury it or anything. Um, yeah, and then I, 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 little, I should, go ahead. And then I thought I had also seen it in a catalog, but I haven't seen it lately. Um, and that, well, here's uh, what I'm going to do. I'll, I'll send a message up to our friend Steve Biggs, who is a big expert from Toronto. Uh-huh. Uh, he has a book called, called uh, Growing Things Where You Think You Can't, something like that. But uh, I've got both his books, and, and he has taught me he's taught me how to grow figs. I'll send a message up to him and see what we can figure out about finding figs. And the next week I'll talk about it a little bit. And if you feel like it, when we get to the conversation, let's uh, call me call me next week, and we'll talk about it, and I'll tell you what everything that I've found, okay? Okay, great. Thank you so much. Always great uh, Always great to hear from you, Marianne. Yeah, you too, Doug. Take care, and Happy New Year. All right, here's Ru- Year. Rudy in North Hills. Hey, Rudy, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing today? Good. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, Doug, uh, I started some apple trees, uh, Gala, from, uh, from the seed. I, I eat a lot of apples. And uh, I started about 16, and they're about an inch and a half tall. Uh, do you have any uh, uh, recommendations about, you know, growing them from that point? Well, here's, here's the first thing, Rudy, is that Gala is a, uh, a hybrid, and so the apple trees that you're growing there aren't going to be an exact duplicate. It's probably mm-hmm. going to revert to one of the parents used to create Gala. But right. if you've got room for if you've got room for it, and, and you're up for the experimentation, uh, the idea will be to keep those. those they're they're going to have to stay indoors for now. But when we get mm-hmm. to about end of March, early April, I would get them out into some kind of protected area, uh, just just to to get them going. Maybe an indoor outdoor thing, but they're going to have to get adjusted to the outdoors. And when you get to about you know, end of April, they'll be good to go in. Uh, I would put them uh, uh, right off the bat in what we call a nursery bed, and right. not at the you know not at the uh, actual spacing they will be when they're adults, and and then see how they do. You know, you've got that many. Some are going to thrive. Some are going to be like ants. Eh, those got to go. Uh-huh. Those that thrive. Now we move we move those out of that uh, nursery bed at a certain point. When they get to about 
four feet to six feet tall, which won't take that long, believe it or not, one or two seasons. Then we put them in their final spot. And, boy, I, I would really like it if you could keep me posted on this project because it sounds so interesting. Uh, and to see what you get once, once you finally do get those up. Because you want to have a few of them together, you know, within, you know, 20 feet so that they can pollinate each other. And that'll be interesting to see. That's a, that's a great project. Uh, Thanks for telling us about that, Rudy. Uh, I, know, I know the yellow Golden Delicious apple uh, that was brought brought about by actually by accident. Oh, and, really? Uh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Rudy, you're going to discover the new the next new great apple. I bet. Maybe, you never know. Hey, Doug, the ancient huh. uh, pepper seeds that I that I sent you last year. Did you get? Did you grow them? And did you get some peppers from those? Oh, they were know, the long. I, I remember seeing sweet I, pepper, about a foot long. They get. I, I, my my plants grow I, my, my plants grow almost to six feet in height. I know I grew them. I know I planted them, but I, I have to look at my records to remember exactly how they did. But I can remember I still have them because I was uh, uh, I got never plant all the seed that I get, but I saw them when I was uh, huh? uh, getting my seeds together. Uh, those ancient pepper seeds. So I'll have to I'll have to look at my records. So, uh, just send okay. me an email at uh, at dougoster dot com and we'll see what we can figure out. All right, let's see if we can get Ken in here. We got about two minutes left in the broadcast. Ken, you're on the clock. How are you, sir? Good. How are you guys doing today? Good. What's your question, sir? Uh, similar to what the gentleman just called, I have uh, started a lemon uh, tree from a uh, seed from like the grocery store from a lemon I bought. And I wondered if uh, that would ever bloom. I've had it for about three years now. It's probably about two and a half feet, growing really good, but I haven't seen any blooms yet. Well, definitely. You, you will get blooms out of it when it's ready. And it's still a little early. Uh, keep after it. Keep it as an indoor plant. And then, you know, outdoors when there's no frost. And eventually that thing will bloom. And when it does, I'm telling you, man, it's going to fill the house with the most beautiful fragrance. So just hang in there. It'll it'll bloom when it's ready. All right, Doug, you got about a minute. All yours, bud. Well, uh, as always, I'll be answering questions after the show at DougOster.com if you didn't get through or too shy to call. There's also information there about how to subscribe to Green Prince, and I would I would just I tell you Green Prince is a is a, a beautiful magazine. And you could if you heard Pat Stone you can see what kind of person he is and what a great guy he is. And he puts everything into green prints like that. My electrical vehicle story is there and much more next week. My guest is master gardener, Bill Goff. He'll discuss outdoor winter sewing, something that's becoming really popular. So remember organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow and every garden you grow. <laughs> 